You want to learn about the White Devil? All this and more in this episode of... Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, sit down, put your feet up. Not on the coffee table I eat there. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Charles, get your feet off the table. Well, I shouldn't be so comfortable. Okay. Hey, everyone, this is Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. I am your wonderful, brilliant, magnificent, uh, effervescent, and flamboyant host, Logan Voe with the most. Uh, and I'm joined today by Chuck. We gotta take all the fucking good ones. Yeah. Uh, I, majestic. I already said that, I think. Did you? I might have. I don't know. I don't know. You are... You are I'm here. You are par. You're par. You're the par subhost. Co-host. What did you're I say? You're not going to downplay me. You said subhost. Subhost? Yeah, you're the subhost. Co-host. I don't know what you are. I don't know what's. Uh, what even is a subhost? A subhost is when you go to visit the Titanic on a submarine and then die. I'm like the host of the sub. That's that's very culturally relevant. That's like it was literally a month ago. Like that's so long ago in internet times. Oh, the thing exploded. Yeah, hey, this is Godzilla Destroyal podcast. Uh the podcast where two Godzilla fans just talk about a certain kaiju and talk about the fats and stats, but not today. But not today. It's my birthday month. I wanted to do something a little different. Um I have a new hyperfixation. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> that my ADHD is like, this is what you're all about right now. And it's been like two months, and I am... Slowly becoming your personality. I love it so much, Charles. I love it so much. Um, we're talking about Gundam today. So, hey, before you leave, guys, guys, before you turn out, before you stop listening, this I'm going to talk about this to try to get you to watch Gundam. All right? Going with an open mind, I'm going to try to convince Chuck to watch Gundam. I'm going to talk about the plot. And the stats, we're going to mainly talk about the main Gundam from the Mobile Suit Gundam show from the 70s. That yeah, is the, the really old one that I probably saw a couple episodes of and then kind of forgot existed. Yeah, it's the RX-78-2. Um, so I know Gundam's kind of confusing because like, they use a lot of numbers and random letters to describe their stuff. I'm going to make it real simple for you guys, okay? So coming in with an open mind, please let me just... let me show you the love that is Gundam, okay? Yeah, it's his birthday episode. Because if you like if you like the darkness of, like, the 1954 Godzilla, where it's like, yeah, shit's fucked and we're all gonna die, and, like, this is a horror movie and it's, like, the tragedies of the nuclear war, there's a good chance you might like Gundam, because it's like, here's the horrors of war through the eyes of an eight-year-old child, and it's like, god damn. <laughs> Which sounds horrible. And I know we have children who listen to this show, um... Maybe wait a few years before you watch Gundam. It's a great show. It's not meant for like 9, 10, 11 year olds. Uh, wait till like 15, 14. Rated T for teen. It's definitely, it's brutal. Um, So, but before we get all that, Chuck, we have a couple reviews. Okay, you all right with that? Uh, yeah, we got to hear from our fans. Okay, so uh, a- uh, Apple iTunes did a weird thing. Uh, I had one, there was one yesterday. It was a brand new one yesterday. I looked at it like, okay, cool. And then I pulled it up today and it's gone. So I think maybe they're doing a re-edit on it and they're going to repost ah. it. So if you were that person, uh, we're recording this on the 27th. It didn't show up on the app and the iTunes. So we are sorry. I'll get you next month. All right. So here we have. Uh, okay. I might have read this one, but I don't remember. So we're just going to read this one now uh, from Godzilla as a Titan. God- Love the show. Love the show. Hilarious. I'm listening as it listen to it as I'm listening. Oh, I did read this one. Uh, best part are the hosts are always talking and bantering. Not a bad thing. Please do Monster vs. Godzilla or Mecha G. Sorry, you read that one. So you get a you get a bonus one. There you go. Yeah, we got you a second time. Got you a second time. From Music Nuke 21. Fun to listen to. Finally find people that love the Monsterverse as much as I do. We we stand the Monsterverse here. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, the only like we're we're a little down on Kong just because it's Kong and we're Godzilla fans, but still Skull Island is a good movie. Reject monkey. <laughs> uh, and then here we have uh, Soul Scott one one Halo is awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, my dude, you've like left a review every month. Uh, I think we're gonna cool it for a little bit because you know we only got so much airtime, and I want to talk about Gundam. So I'm gonna read this one. Only reason I'm reading this one, Charles, you're gonna find out here in a second. It says oh, Team Logan man. five stars. Logan's better. Love the podcast, guys. Please do Mechagodzilla on Mo- on episode thirty nine and do. Vastosaurus. 
Don't know what that's from. Vastosaurus? Va- Va- Vastatosaurus? I don't know. I'd have to look into it's it? It's probably from the Extended Universe stuff. We'll look Most into likely. It. Yeah. We're enthusiasts. We don't know everything. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're not. We're not egg spurts. We are. We are experts at eggs, but not egg spurts on Godzilla. How many different ways can you cook an egg? Uh you want so you can poach it. You can hard boil it. You can soft boil it. You can over easy. You can fry it. You can sunny side up. That uh, you can scramble it. I, why did this turn into the egg podcast all of a sudden? There's got to be at least one more you can think of. Well, I would say deviled eggs, but like it's already hard boiled, and then you just like do stuff to it after it's hard boiled. You can make it into an omelet. No, I mean like scrambling. As, I mean like when you're cooking it. I, am I forgetting one? Are you thinking of one? I know of one. Tell me an omelet. I just said omelet. No, you I said om- I said <clears throat> I would the last say. Thing you said was I scrambled. said I would say omelet, but that's like scrambling it. No, you said you would say deviled eggs. Yeah, and then after that, I said I would say omelet, but that's basically like scrambling it. Okay. Because what do you do to, you You put it in the cup and you scramble it and then you lay it down, Chuck, and then you just flow, slowly fold and fill. <sighs> do you put meat in your omelets? Yeah, of course. Good. What do you mean? Sometimes a broccoli and cheese omelet's good, though. I've not tried broccoli, but I've put plenty of cheese in my omelet. Or peppers and cheese? Bam. I need to up my egg. This game. is Uncle Corner. Just every, every 12-year-old's like, why the fuck are they talking about omelets <laughs> right now? Anyway, Gundam. Gundam. Yes. All right, so... Charles, tell me what you know about Gundam. I know I've been spatting a lot of it at you for the last, like, two months. What's the little bit that you know? It's a robot piloted by a man. Not wrong. Uh, They fight in space and on planets. There are many different kinds. Some of them look the same. Also correct. Uh, Based on the game we played, some of them do some really cool shit. Yes. Uh, So all this level of Gundam started from our friend Joey from my show, Lost Legends of the Third. He got us into playing the Gundam game, Gundam Evolution, which is kind of like a Overwatch, but like with Gundam. And like, I fell in love with this game. Yeah, Unfortunately, it's, it's ending like the end of November. They're turning the game off. I don't know for sure anymore. I just actually had like a nine gig update for it. Yeah, they're still turning it off, though. Like oh, they made their decision to turn lame. it off. Like you can't buy anything on it now anymore. Who? Uh, so, yeah, from that game, you can play with a bunch of different Gundams. Like, all right, I don't know any of these Gundams because I know very little. I, I've seen a little bit of Gundam here and there, but never know anything about anything. Some of them looked familiar to me, but I have no idea what they are. Right. You know, just like through media and stuff, which Gundam's like a billion dollar property in Japan. Yeah, like, I have no, it's massive. I don't know much about it. So from there, I wanted to like, all right, where do I start with Gundam? What's the first thing I watch? And I found a few lists of like what to watch in order, found another YouTube video that does it. So I'm going to here to just kind of like re-give that information to you, Charles. All right. So in Gundam, there's multiple timelines. So we're going to focus on the main timeline, like the main Marvel 616 universe, right? Because there's the ulti- there's the multiverses, there's like the ultimate universe, and then the universe where everyone's like a bat, and there's Marvel zombies. You know, because Marvel has a bunch of different universes, but there's the main universe. Right. Gundam has that also. So we're going to put all the side universes to the side, all right? Because, like, I'm not focusing on those. Those are fun. Like, Gundam Wing, G Gundam, very fun. Uh, the one, Iron Blood Orphans, very fun. Great anime. But we're going to focus on the main timeline, okay? Okay. Because that's, like, the easiest, I think, for a new fan to fall in. Let's do it. So yeah. the main timeline is called Universal Century. And it's 0079 is where we, the main story takes place. So Universal Century 79. Uh, the reason it's called Universal Century is because basically Earthlings were able to launch uh, little colonies into space that rotate and use centrifugal force to generate uh, artificial ga- gravity. And they, they're basically like giant cities that are in space uh, all throughout our solar system, right? Okay, so like just massive space stations. Yeah, massive space stations with like colonies that are like roughly like the size of a small state, like Rhode Island or New Hampshire, you know? Like they're gotcha. they're small, like basically like big old like, ass cities. So a state sized like a very station. small like maybe county sized. It's bigger than a city, but it's not as big as a state, like county. Like okay. or like a two or three county area, you know? Okay. So that's kinda like how big they are. Um, so basically where we take off is like, that's like year one. Oh, they launch them into space and they're able to like survive and be habitated and stuff. So that's like year one of the universal century. 
So the main story takes place in 79 during the One Year War. So basically the idea of the One Year War, one of the colonies had a leader that wanted to basically break free and have independence, right? All right. Because, like, they still have to, like, send send taxes and, like, you know, submit to the crown of Earth, which, like, the Earth is now ruled by a federation called the Federation Earth, the Earth Federation. So it's, like, uh-huh. a one-world government. Uh, and, like, you know, they also control the colonies. And one of the they unified before they went into space. Yeah, they, they're, like, there's, like, world peace and shit. Sort of world peace on the planet. Right, um, right. So... There's a colony in space. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. I don't, I'm not going to bog everyone out with like the numbers and shit because there's like 12 or 13 different colonies in space. Um, and then the main one's like seven or it's either 11 or seven where, we're, where this guy is from. And he wants independence. He's assassinated. It's not ever revealed who did it. Um, but basically after a few more years after his assassination, his new leader, who's basically like a authoritarian dictator. Oh shit. Um, finally starts the war and breaks free and is like, we're going to gain independence. Now, not all, not all the colonies agree with them, but a few of them do. So you have like basically just city, like a population of like a few hundred thousand base against the entire earth. And these are the bad guys. <laughs> Here's the thing about Gundam. It's hard to tell who the good guy and the bad guy is. Because the overarching story of Gundam is war sucks. It's a very anti-war anime. So, no one's really the good guy. No one's really the bad guy. Both do bad things, but both do good things. So, when we get to the main story of the Gundam, that team that work on the Gundam, they're the protagonists. They are good people. And they're working for what they believe is the good side. Okay. So you you learn you can like them because they're your heroes of the story. So it sounds like the whole show is like in a morally gray area. Then. The whole show is a very like the whole series, all of Gundam is very morally gray. That's why I love it because it's like, who do I root for? Because my favorite character is technically the bad guy, and he did bad things and he works for the bad team, but he's also like a good guy because he has like a purpose and he has an idea of what to do like past what his government he works for does. He wants to like break off and do his own thing. So we'll get into Shar later. I don't know if we're going to really touch on Shar a whole lot, but Shar is my favorite character. All right. But the main story, uh, we follow Amuro Ray, who is like the son of the guy who made the Gundams. Right. So if you want to get into Gundam, watch the origin of the red comet. Let me get the actual name. Um, so there was an or so they had the mo- ma- main mobile suit series was started in the seventy nine, right? Yeah. In two thousand nineteen, there was a new anime that does like a prequel of it. It's called the Advent of the Red Comet, which basically follows Char and Am- and Am- story. Who's the guy I really like? Um, follows his backstory of like how he comes to be, and Armro's in it a little bit near the last couple episodes, and it kind of really sets up the entire stage of Gundam leading into Mobile Suit because it like literally picks up, like the that small it's like a six episode anime take goes from like the origin of the guy who was assassinated who wanted to break free like I told you about yeah goes into him and then Char is his son, and like his whole vendetta is like he has to find out who killed his dad, and he believes it's the guy who took over and is now the authoritarian dictator. So his whole thing is like, I'm going to kill them because they killed my dad. (laughs) But he's working for them in the military. And he's like a high-ranking military official. So he's part of the military but wants to kill the leader. Yes. So that's why it's a gray area because like he believes they killed his dad. It's never ever shown who killed. It's not confirmed, but like it's like, ah, so like it's a whole thing. So you want to start off with that anime. It's six episodes, but the episodes are like an hour. Some are an hour and a half long. Oh, so it's uh, like a... It's like closer to like 12 Kinda to like 13. Kind of like HBO show. Yeah. It's like 45 to 50 minutes long usually. Yes. So you want to start there. And then it, it goes into the one-year war. Because the whole series of Mobile Suit Gundam takes place in the one-year war. Because it's from zero uh, Universal Century 79 to 80. Like literally like January 15th to like January 12th the next year. It's a one-year war and billions of people die. Jesus. I'm not killing kidding billions of people like just blowing up these space stations so we'll get into the the horrible war crime in a second because there's a horrible war crime that happens and it's insane okay um are you are you interested yet a little bit i said i talked about war crimes i talked about gray areas okay sounds pretty messed up in all accounts so far so it's pretty interesting i i just appreciate you letting me just like just 
do a TED talk on my hypersex fixation. <laughs> I really appreciate talk. if anyone who's still listening, I appreciate you for listening to this. Cause like, I know this is a Godzilla podcast, but this is about mechs in space. Like, you know, so you know, it, it, it's, it's a shared like love, you know, like, you know, I just want to get people in Gundam. All right. So, uh, universal century. So basically that the advent of the red comet takes place, goes all the way up to like a few months into the, the one year war. Then it takes place, then it takes over where Mobile Suit picks up. Mobile Suit Gundam, the original 1979 series, takes place like a few months before the end of the war. And it's like it's like six or seven months into the war, and it's like six or seven months before the end of the war. So it's, it's like the last half of the war then. Yes. So when I first, like, oh, I gotta watch this old-ass anime that's from 1979, it looks a little rough. Like, it looks like the old G.I. Joe cartoons from the Right, because it's old as shit. Yeah, so I thought, oh, it's going to be like... Because you've seen a couple of those G.I. Joe shows or He-Man where it's like, oh, bad guy shows up, oh, they're thwarted, and then it's a brand new thing again the next episode. And it doesn't go anywhere. The story kind of stays stagnant. Uh, That's what I thought Mobile Suit was. Because it looks like just like the old G.I. Joe cartoons. Like, oh, it's going to be like that. So I was dreading watching the show, but I wanted to get into it. Throw those ideas to the side. This series, even though it's from 79 and it lo- looks dated, is phenomenal. Charles, it's phenomenal. Okay? Because everything fucking matters. There's major character deaths. There's major plot lines. It's not... There's really cool fights. Even with, like, being cho- like choreographed and shit. And, like, you learn to really love the characters. You develop a love for the characters. And then some die. It's like, what the fuck? So this is like the Game of Thrones of anime. Yes, it's like Game of Thrones... But in space. So it's like Star Wars and Game of Thrones together. Because a lot of like, you see a lot of the fights with the beam sabers and stuff definitely takes like influence from Star Wars. But also it's Game of Thrones because it's like major characters die. Right. And But it's also like, because Game of Thrones is all like, oh, here's the eyes of the leaders. We're seeing the leaders, you know, the King Baratheon. You know, we see, you know, Rob Stark leading their armies. Oh, how the, how the leaders seen the war. Gundam, it's different. It's like, how are these grunt soldiers doing with the war? Having to listen to these commanders that they don't have confidence in. These commanders that don't know what it's like for these people fighting in the war constantly. So it's through their eyes. That's uh, why it's... So it's through the foot soldiers' oh my God, point of view. Yes, it is. It's phenomenal, Charles. Okay? So, I mentioned billions of people have died. Yeah. Now, this is kind there. of a spoiler, alright? So, but I, I don't think it takes anything away, because it's it's really good. So in the opening scene, the opening credits of Mobile Suit Gundam, the 1979 show, they hint at this horrible thing that happened. They're like, yeah, like, you know, the the Zeon, the space people are called the Zeon, right? Right, yeah. Um, because it's based off the name of the leader. The original guy who won independence, the name was Zeon. Zeon Zig Zigoon. Um, so they call themselves the Zeon. Yeah, the names <laughs> the names are wild in this show. So Zigzag. I love that. Pokemon. Yeah, it's not Zig Zagoon. It's Zeon something Zagoon. I, I can't remember his name because he's only he's he's really just mentioned in the main show and he's only in one episode of the origin because yeah, he dies. Because he dies. Like, yeah. Anyway. So they call themselves the Zeon in honor of him. Um, they start the war. They want independence. And, like, literally really early in the war, they do this horrible war crime. And in the opening credits, like I said, of Mobile Suit, they show, like, kind of a small picture of it, but you don't really understand what's happening. It's like, what is that? That's kind of weird. So that's why you got to watch The Origin. The Origin shows what they did. So what Uh. they did, there was a colony, one of the space colonies, that's neutral. They wanted nothing to do with the war. Right? Oh, they killed them, didn't they? So the Zeons got into it using their mobile suits, which are called the Zaku, like the weird stormtrooper-looking ones that are green. Yeah. Those are the Zaku. So they they kind of infiltrated that base and pumped gas into it, killing everyone on the on the they space station. a space station? Killing everyone. And then the origins, they show it. Because there's like, you know, kids are like, oh, we're going to like, you know, we got to stay neutral, but we got to protect ourselves. So like they're going to bunkers and they're like celebrating. Like, yeah, the kids are like happy because like, yeah, we get to go and fight for our, you know, for our homeland. They're all excited about it. Because like, it's been like 80 years they've been on these space colonies. So there's like generations of people who lived and died on this thing. Right. So like they're proud, like that's their home. And then all of a sudden, like, the scene opens up where this kid's like talking to a girl and he has a crush on. He's like, okay, we'll go to the bunker, honey. I like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll keep you safe. I'm here to protect you and stuff. And he like passes out and he wakes up and everyone's dead. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like in a haze. Cause he doesn't understand what's happening. And then he goes to the bunker and tries to open it up and then he dies. Like it's brutal. Jeez. Right. And it shows like the whole bunker, everyone in the bunker is dead. Like they gas the whole thing. So again, there's like, there's like 50 to a hundred thousand people dead right there. <laughs> right. Right. So then what, 
they do with that space station, they nudge it into the Earth's orbit. No. And they try to hit the the basically like the capital of the Earth, which is in South America. They threw a space station at a capital. They threw a space station at the Earth. Well, they they missed the capital in South America, and it broke up into three pieces, and it hit Sydney, Australia, and basically obliterated Australia. There's like Australia is gone. <laughs> like there's some survivors in Australia, but it's like gone. Then the rest hit Canada and the rest of North America, and just obliterated that too. <laughs> So like a lot of like the population just is only in millions. S- it's yeah, it's like it literally said like four billion people died that day. So and they, that was like super early in the war, right? So yeah. they were like, all right, that should like make them give us our independence, right? We just killed four billion people. But the leader, who's the the fascist authoritarian, didn't order that. He's like, what the fuck? Why did you guy do? Why did you do this? Like the guy who's like the leader of the Zion, or like. Why the fuck did you do this? His son ordered it. Who is next in command to, like, take over for oh. his son when he's died. So, like, his son's like, I did it. Like, fuck you. We gotta win this war. And he's like, you just killed four billion people. What are you doing? So, like, but he doesn't punish him because he's like, oh, you're next. You're, you're gonna take over for me, so I gotta keep you alive, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd have made a new heir at that point. So... After, a little bit before this goes on, there's a big war in space where Char is, like, the hero. And Char, in his red Z- uh, Zaku, like, his red, like, I post a picture of it in our Discord, actually. Oh. Um, like, you've seen it. It's also downstairs. It's the model that I have. Oh, okay. Um, the red Zaku, which is, like, the stormtrooper, but red, he basically is the hero of this first big battle in space. And, like, with that one mobile suit, he takes out, like, multiple of the Earth Federation ships. Like, giant warships, that one ship. His one mobile suit takes out, like, five or six giant That's warships. pretty badass then. Yes, he is badass. He's called the Red Comet. He's amazing. Um, so, basically, they do a big battle also that the Zeon, like, weakens the Earth Federation. Like, that's one of their big fleets. It just weakens it. So, now the Earth is like, we just lost a huge battle and we just lost four billion people. And then also the Zeons man- managed to capture one of the generals for the Earth Legion, right? The Earth Federation? Yeah. Well, then they, as he's captive, they've plot they have a plan to allow him to escape they let him escape and they have people rescue him quote unquote so then he's like and they kind of like not really brainwash him but get his get into this ear of like you know maybe we should keep fighting this war because like they killed four billion people we need to revenge these four people four billion people so they kind of manipulate this general to be like hey martial law there's no more government on earth except the military and now this guy's in charge (laughs) And he says it would be a travesty, basically, to surrender and end the war and give them their independence because they killed four billion people. So we need to continue this war and seek revenge. So, like, the war could have been ended right there, saved an additional couple million people. But no, he's like, no, we're going to keep it going. (laughs) So it's like, fuck, this is all before the main Mobile Suit series starts. This is all in the prequel. Okay? Yeah. Now let's talk about Armor Array, the main character of the show. Okay. We're finally at Mobile Suit Gundam. It's 40, it's 43 or 44 episodes long. All right. It's a pretty easy watch for all 20 minutes long, but a lot happens. Like, it's not a show where you can like, oh, all right, I'm not going to pay attention for an episode, play on my phone. If you're, if you don't pay attention for an episode, you're lost because so much happens. All right. Jesus. So let's talk about the main Gundam, the RX-78-2. Okay. All right. Armoro is the son of the, of the scientists who developed it. Um, so... And also, you only see the dad in one episode. He's hinted at in the entire prequel, and then you see him in the very first episode, then never again. And it's not really ever said if he's dead or not, because in the first episode, the base that Armoro and his dad live on is attacked by the Xeon. And he made three mobile suits, the RX-78-2s, the main mobile suit that you see. Like, he made three of them. Yeah. Two of them were destroyed by the Xeon in a raid. But they managed to get one because Armuro finds it. And in the prequel, you see that he's been learning about the Gundam because his dad left plans around. So he's been, like, literally reading the manual of how to fly this thing. Gotcha. So he's only 15. So he learns how to fly it and just kind of, like, jumps into it and saves the day. Because there's another new spaceship that the Earth Federation is trying to build called the White. So it's a Pegasus-class spaceship. I have to mention that because if a Gundam fan listens to this, they're going to yell at me. It's a Pegasus-class gunship. And it's called White Base. It's basically meant to be like a, uh, like a big, uh, what do they call it? Like a command ship? Uh, not a command ship. When they have a bunch of, like, what Godzilla and Big uh, King Kong fought on in 
the 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 fucking one with like the, they launch planes off of. What do they call those? A carrier? Yeah, he's basically like a carrier for mobile suits, right? Okay. So they meant it for to be a carrier for mobile suits. Yeah, I was gonna ask, does the Earth Federation have their own mobile suit thing? They only for a while it's just the Zeon, and they have all these Zakus that just wreck them. So the Gundam was the first one really made. So and there was three, but two got destroyed, and now Armro pilots the the third one, third and last one. Gotcha. And he manages to help uh, White Base escape with two other mobile suits that the Federation made, called Gun Tank and Cannon Tank. They're they're okay. They're not super strong. They can they're on par with a Zaku, but they're not as good as a Gundam. Okay. So now we're getting to Gundam, Charles. We're finally here. Let's talk about the Gundam's stats. You looked up a little bit about this. Yeah. So the Gundam, uh, it's it's not like in comparable size to like Godzilla and stuff. It's pretty small. Oh yeah, no, I didn't really get the height and weight or any of that. Okay, so the size the height is eighteen meters. <laughs> so it's like it's his foot. It, yeah, it would be less than half the height of like Showa Godzilla. Maybe like up to his knee. Maybe a little bit below his waist. Yeah, so maybe a little bit above his knee, a little bit above his knee, below his waist. Well, I mean, Showa was what fifty meters, fifty or fifty-five. So it comes up to like his femur then. Yeah, um, weight is sixty metric tons. Um, but they're pretty fast. Like they can they can go like max speed is one hundred and sixty kilometers per hour. I mean, it's not like fucking Mechagodzilla flying like at Mach four or whatever. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's decently fast. It's also in space. Um. And then, like, that's kind of its stats. So just think giant white suit with the red and the blue on the chest and then the yellow horns on the head. Uh, like, think of a Gundam. It's going to be that one you think of, most likely. Yeah, like the poster boy Gundam. Yes, absolutely. So, and it's it's kitted out with a fuck ton of weapons. Yeah, that I did notice. Okay, I you looked those up, right? It's got a lot of weapons. Yes. All right, so let's just go down the list then, bud. Alright, uh, from what I was able to look up, it's got two head-mounted 60mm Vulcan guns for smaller aircraft combat. Yeah, those are mounted on the head, and they yeah. just kind of shoot out of his head. Yeah, which, I want to see that. He also does have, like, it's not mentioned, I noticed on this list that you looked up, it doesn't have, he also has, like, a hand, like, a, a machine gun pistol that does the same thing. Uh, he also has that, too, but it, it's not mentioned on the list, but he yeah, also I has all that. the same caliber. It's got a couple of beam sabers that are basically lightsabers that can cut through anything that can that doesn't resist them. Yeah, which I, I I understand is why you made the Star Wars reference. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much and he pulls them out of his back. It's pretty cool. Like yeah, the, like, katana that was back. It's and then cool. uh, he can combine them into a beam javelin, which he can have greater reach at closer range or even throw it. Yep. Then he's got his M seventy nine O seven G beam rifle, which, from what I saw, was supposed to be as strong as one of the main guns on their big ships. Yes. So if you imagine warfare in space with the Gundams, it's basically like there's giant ships that are like a naval battle, and then you have like a pirate that can just fly around and kill a ship by itself. So like these beam guns are like strong enough to take down another fucking cruiser. So, like, just imagine the power of a cannon from a ship into a gun. Okay. So that's how powerful the beam rifle is. It's pretty damn strong. Yes. So I'm imagining it just tears through the Zaku unit. Yeah, it fucking wrecks Zaku's. Um, <laughs> also, it has, like, a tracking system inside the Gundam where they can, like, lock on and track and then shoot with, like, super accuracy. Ah, well, that just makes things easy. Yeah. After that, it's got a hyper bazooka. And, um, uh, can... So it's basically, that's for, like, anti-ship rocket launcher type thing. Yeah. Uh, I think when I think from what I saw, it said that when you fire it, it's like a cluster explosion upon y- impact. Yeah, it, it's going to do a lot of damage to so, like a ship. like a demolition bazooka, basically. Yeah. Uh, also, the Zaku, it's kind of very, the Zaku have a similar weapon, so they kind of like, all right, well, you get a bazooka too, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, you get one, I get one. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then he's also got um, his shield, which is iconic. usually, yeah, it's like his iconic shield. I I know about the shield, at mm-hmm. least, because I've seen figures of this guy, and he always has his shield. I Even in the downst- game we... I have two downstairs. <laughs> yeah, and in the game we play, he's got that shield on there, too. Yes. Um, so it's basically like a white shield with a red inlay in the middle with a, a upside, like a star, like a yellow yeah, like star. like a yellow star. Yeah. And uh, unlike the armor, which is extremely durable, the shield is meant for like shock absorption and energy dispersal to yep. make it more 
resistant to gunfire and explosions, and yes. so it just doesn't explode from, like, one shot, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's a pretty strong shield. It does get beat up a lot. They've had to, like, fix it and replace it multiple times throughout the show. I mean, it's doing its job, then. Yeah. And then he's got uh, Super Napalm, but from what I've heard, he doesn't use it much. It's only in, like, one or two episodes, if I remember. Oh. Yeah, it's it's basically what it is. It's also, a... it sounds like that's a war crime weapon to use. <laughs> I mean, Tilly Napalm is a war crime, so, yeah. And then, uh, uh, lastly, he's got his Gundam Hammer, which was later upgraded to the Hyper Hammer, from what I read. Mm-hmm. And it's like a flail with spikes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He doesn't break it out super often. Because it doesn't, like... Yeah, aesthetically, I'm... it doesn't look like it fits with the Gundam. It, it's a fucking cool weapon, but it looks kind of like... Why the fuck does this do with beam rifles and shit? And... It's a little out of place, then. looks a little out of place, but it's fucking cool. It's basically yeah, like a giant flail, so it's a, a stick with a chain with a giant ball at the end with spikes on it. Yeah, I saw someone use that on me in the game. I'm like... The hell was that? Yeah, it's a stun <laughs> too. The, the game. hell out of me. It's like what the fuck. So yeah, it's not used super often. And then the most important thing about the Gundam is it has a quote unquote learning computer. Right. So, so is that kind of like uh, Kiryu's like uh, bio computer? Yeah, similar. So it's basically like AI before they had like a term for AI. It could gotcha. learn. It it observes the battle in real time, and then it learns how to like react quickly. So, like, sometimes it will react about the pilot having to move for it. It'll just, like, oh, I'm in danger. It just moves. Oh, okay. And it'll predict where the... It'll, like, predict where the enemy sh- uh, mobile suit's going to be, and it'll just move to, like, counter it w- without the pilot needing to do it. Well, that's handy. So, it's, like, auto-aim and auto-react. Yeah, it's kind of like a little, like... Yeah, it's, like, auto-lock. I almost want to compare that to... Uh, it's, like, aim-botting. I, I wanted to compare, like, it dodging automatically to, like, Goku's Ultra Instinct from Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, it'd be kind of like that. Where, like, his body just moves for him without having to think about it. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting is, like, Armuro, who is the pilot, like I mentioned, develops into being called a new type. So, new types are kind of like Jedi, Chuck. They, through horrible stress of battle, basically their mind evolves. So then they can, like sort of predict the future a little bit, but they can also, like, do telepathy, and they have, like, a connection to other new types where they can, like, read minds and talk to each other. Okay. It, it's 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 a weird thing, but it's basically, think of Jedi powers without, like, telekinesis. So very Star wars Star Wars. It's very Star Wars. So, also, it makes them a better pilot being a new type. So, Armuro becomes such a good new type, he's one of the first, and he's, like, one of the only for the Earth Federation. He basically becomes faster than the learning computer. So they have to update the learning computer eventually. <laughs> because he's able to predict their movements of the Zaku before the computer can. So he's like so quick and fast. He's better than the computer. Because he's a new type. I'm assuming the computer is slowing him down then. Yeah. I mean, it's like halfway through the series and they're like, fuck man, like I suck because my mobile suit can't keep up. It's like, buddy, you're good. Hang on. Like So they, they upgrade the computer again. So That's it's able funny. to keep up with them. And then eventually throughout the series... Both sides make Gundams and mobile suits designed to be worked with new types that it can constantly keep learning and adapting with them without having to update so much. Well, that's, I don't want to say good, but it's war, so not really. It, it's interesting. <laughs> that's gray. Sure. Yeah, it's gray. It's <laughs> it's a war. So another thing about Armuro is he's a 15-year-old, and all that the white base ship that I talked about is basically piloted by one 19-year-old who works for the military. He's like a low-class, like, above a sergeant, but not quite a lieutenant. Like, in there, in that gray area. I don't know the specific rankings. Yeah, well, they also make up, like, new rankings for the show. So he's, like, he's not quite, like, an officer, but he's, like, higher than a a sarge. Basically, like, where they put him. No, major is above lieutenant, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, So... Every one of the military on the on the planet dies, pretty much, who are supposed to pilot the ship, except this one 19-year-old, and then all the civilians, and, like, a few, like, military people who, like, work as mechanics. So, it's, like, a bunch of civilians who are, like, mainly children pilot the white base. <laughs> and they're, like, the brand new, this is the brand new tech that's supposed to help them win the war, and it's piloted by children. I know what you think, like, oh, like, this is going to be kind of like a shitty show because of it. But also, it's like... It sounds like it almost. But but it's intriguing because it's like, 
they're so overwhelmed. It's not like, oh yeah, we're kids with a can-do attitude. Let's go kill some people and do good. They're like horribly grief-stricken and have PTSD. A bunch of grizzled kids. Yeah, they have like PTSD. Like Armuro multiple times in the show is like not eating. He's not sleeping because he has PTSD because he's like a 15-year-old having to like kill people in space. So there's multiple episodes where he's like having a breakdown. He's like, I can't do this. Like, And it's like... I fucking feel you, kid. I like, feel like they showed more of that in Star Wars. Star Wars would have looked a lot better. Yeah, so it's like, it's grim. And then, like, the leader of the ship's like, just get your shit together, Armuro. And it's like, he's a kid. He's, like, fucking shell-shocked. <laughs> like, leave him alone, dude. I kill people. Get your shit together. Yeah, so eventually... Get back like, out there and do it again. But then, of course, throughout the show, he, like, overcomes it because he's got to, like, fight for his friends and stuff. But, like, he literally goes AWOL. He leaves at one point. He's like, no, I'm taking the mobile suit. I'm just, like, going to Earth and, like, run around. Like, fuck you guys. So it, it's fascinating because of when that. When you need some R&R. Yeah. So it's interesting that, like, you know, he... You know, like, they're they're just grizzled kids. Like, they're they're rough and tough kids that, like, went through some shit. So then the military is like, this is our equipment. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're civilians. You know what? Fuck it. You're in the military now. You're drafted. You now work on this ship. And they're like, we were just trying to get to Earth because our, our home got destroyed. It's like, no, you're all force conscripted now. Jesus. So it's like, oh, my God. Like, that's bad. Honestly, the Earth Federation sounds like more of a dick here than the guys trying to be free. It's... Well, all, the guys who tried to be free did kill four billion people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no like, good side because, like, you know, my part, my brain's like, oh, they're fighting for like their independence. Like, yeah, they're the good guys. Oh, they're they're fascist dictators, and they killed four billion people. Okay, they started with a good okay. Point. Well, all right, let's look at the Earth Federation. They're good, right? Oh, they did force conscription because they have martial law, and then also you see soldiers throughout. Like when they get to, they finally come to Earth to like help defend Earth. Uh, the white base does. So we had the stories on earth for a while. Then they see like soldiers for the earth federation, like their side they're fighting for are like taking advantage of like small villages and taking their food and like taking their homes and shit. And this being shitty people. And it's like, yeah, both sides suck. (laughs) Like (laughs) the only good people are all these civilians on white base that are force conscripted. They're the only good people oh, in the so whole the show. The guys in the trenches are the ones that are the. You're just rooting for the survival of good people. Yeah, at that you're just point. rooting for the survival of this like 40 people on this base because you're like both sides suck, man. Like this fucking is awful. Christ. So I don't want to get into like the end of the show, but basically there's a rivalry between Shar Asnabal, who is the pilot of the Red Comet, the Red Zaku, and Armuro, the pilot of. The Gundam, also he was called the White Devil or the White Comet also, because, like, he is such a fucking monster to the Zaku. Like, there's multiple battles at first where the only person to... It's, like, 5 to 15 Zakus against one Armuro and then Gun Tank and Cannon Tank, and they just obliterate all the Zakus, and only Shar is able to leave surviving. <laughs> like, they just obliterate the Zeons over and over. So, eventually, like, Shar has to leave for a little bit because he gets, like, in trouble because he got the son, another son of the dictator killed on purpose. It's a whole thing. It's part of his plan. So he leaves for a while, then comes back, and he's like, rivalry is back with Armuro, right? All right. And I don't want to spoil the end of that show, so we're going to basically move on from Mobile Suit Gundam, because the, the series is only 43 episodes, but basically there's a really cool fight at the end in Operation Odessa, and it's, it's fucking awesome, and like, a lot of death happens. <laughs> a lot of death happens, and the the end of the war is it's the one year war. The war ends and basically the earth federation wins. So we're going to, to skip to the next series. I'm going to talk about three series. Well, four, if you count the, the origin, right? Right. So we're going to move on to the next series I watched. It was called the eighth mobile suit. Basically it takes place on earth and it's basically like Vietnam. It takes place during the one year war, uh, 0079. And it's basically about this small fleet of mobile suit Gundams that are like, poor knockoff versions of the rx-78 because they're called the rx-79s uh they have like they're not able for going to space and space travel that story planetary mobile suits only yeah and they can't really fly they can jump with boosters but they can't fly gotcha uh that show it's basically like romeo and juliet because the main the main pilot of the mobile suit of the gundam mobile suit and the Xeon mobile suit kind of like fall in love because they like survive for a little bit together. And then they like had to leave and go back to their separate ways and have to keep fighting. It's a very good show. It's only like 12 episodes and the episodes are only like 20 minutes long. That one's worth watching. It's basically like Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it has like a fun ending where it's like, oh, okay. I, 
they went one to one episode too long because they like they left the one episode on ambiguous like oh who survived who died who knows then they like, they answer it in the next episode and this is into the season finale it's like ah could have left it there but good worth watch it's it's a 90s animation it's like that hard 90s animation was like really good that's worth a watch that's on hulu then i want to talk about war in the pocket war in the pocket charles devastated me as a human being uh oh it's beautiful um you say that <laughs> All right, so War in the Pocket, it's hard to find. You can either do a little pirating, yar yar, and find it on the internet. I found it on Facebook, of all places. Someone had posted the whole the whole six episodes on Facebook illegally, and I found it. Hey, do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to tell you what to do, how to watch the show, but if you're going to watch... judge. Yeah, if you're going to watch, if you're going to get in a mobile, if you're going to get in a Gundam, War in the Pocket is necessary watching, I think. It doesn't really add a ton to the story, because it takes place in the last, like, three months of the war. But it is a wonderful story. So, basically, it takes place on this one colony in space that's 100% neutral. It wasn't destroyed. It wasn't gassed by the Xeon and stuff. I was about to say, we heard this before. Yeah, no, they're neutral. And they managed to get through the whole war staying neutral. So, it all takes place through the eyes of an eight-year-old kid who's in school and just, like, loves the war. Oh, I think I heard you talk about this the I, other day. I talked this to you about bad. this the other day. So... This kid just loves the war because it's giant robots fighting in space. Yeah, that sounds cool to a kid. Like, when you're a little kid and you don't understand, like, the horrible politics of it and stuff, you think it's fucking rad as hell because it's robots in space. Okay, cool. So the Xeon come to his little colony. It's a small fleet of Xeon, and basically one of the pilots get downed. And, like, the kid finds the pilot in the Xeon, the the, uh, Zaku mech suit, and is like... In love. Because, like, holy shit, a fucking mech suit. And the guy was kind of a dick to him, but was also nice. And basically, like, stole the kid's camera, which his dad works for a facility building Gundams. Ah. That's illegal because they're supposed to be neutral. So this colony is caught building Gundams, breaking their neutrality treaty. So the Xeon send that pilot back to go spy, spy and find this mobile suit facility. And also sends like a whole small squadron of team. Like they're like basically like like the Black Ops team of the Xeon to try to find gotcha. this shit. I'm assuming they didn't just fly in on the mobile suits. No, like they did it secretly trying to find it and shit. Uh, and basically the kid finds him again. And they're like, oh, you're the kid that like knows some shit. So they basically befriend this little kid. And like ki- the, they kind of accidentally force the kid to like commit treason. <laughs> and basically this little kid's decision bad decision after bad decision because he's being manipulated by these adults right to, and it basically gets like hundreds of people killed on his colony and it's like oh damn man sorry bud but he's like a little kid he doesn't really understand but like he genuinely does develop a good friendship with bernie who is like the original pilot that i mentioned right who like is working with them and stuff and like you can see this bernie is just like a rookie pilot and he's like i'm just in the war because i was forced to and like he doesn't really want to do the bad stuff but like it's part of his job he's got to do it. it's basically like soldiers have to do a job or they get in trouble yeah and that's the story and it's like it really sucks that the collateral damage is like innocent people dying which is always terrible yes which is like so gundam is a very anti-war show so like that's the whole idea is like oh damn it man like the like bernie's not a bad person he's a zaku pilot but he's genuinely a good person forced to do this crap. And he's like, kind of becomes like the big brother to this little kid. But unfortunately he's manipulating the little kid to do bad stuff and give them information. And it's, it's a I'm mess. I'm assuming Bernie doesn't feel good about that. At no, all. he doesn't. And then, so basically because the, the Xeon failed their mission and they weren't able to destroy the mobile, the Gundam being built on that ship, the Xeon are like, all right, we're just going to nuke the base then. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Xeon are like, all right, you guys failed your mission. We're going to nuke the base. And Bernie knows this. He's like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here because he's the only one left to survive after, like, their failed mission to destroy the mobile suit. So he tells the little kid, like, hey, you got to get out of here. Just tell your mom to get out of here. He's like, how? Like, we're poor. Like, we can't get out of here. He's like, sucks to suck, kid. I'm leaving. And then, like, he starts to feel bad. He's like, man, this little kid is a good kid. All right, if I can destroy, if I can fix my original Zaku and destroy the mobile suit, they won't bomb this place and I can save all these people. So he's working against his own government's idea of bombing the place. He's also trying to do his original mission to destroy the mobile suit. Yeah, I mean, as, if he gets the job done, as he said, if he gets this. the job done and destroys the Gundam, he saves this whole colony. Yeah. So basically, like, there's the final battle. He, him, and like the little kid 
fixes Zaku, and it's like a fun montage, and it happens all on Christmas, where the battle <sighs> is. And the war ends literally, like, January 12th, so it's, like, two weeks from the end of the war. Oh. So it's, like, and, like, the Zaku, or the Zeon know they're losing, so they're, like, this is, it's, like, a pointless thing. Like, why even worry about this one mobile suit on this, like, neutral right, like colony? you're already gonna lose. Like, you can tell, like, the whole... The whole Zeon know they're about to lose. They're like two weeks away from losing. So they're like, why even do this? Why even nuke this planet? It's fucking pointless. Just to be dicks. At that yeah, point. just to be dicks. But Devil's like, advocate. But like Bernie, who works for them, tries to save them, you know? So he basically fights that Gundam. And I'm not going to spoil it, but at the end, a lot of bad stuff happens. And one of the last scenes is just the little kid in a comatose stays in shock. And he's just like, because like one of the people around like, oh, kid, are you okay? And he's just like in shock at what happened. And it's it's devastating, Charles. Jesus. It's devastating. Good God, man. I definitely would like to watch that one too then, but it's going to be pretty hard to find it from what you told me. I can If I can find it on Facebook again, I'll send you the link. All right. It, it's all, he put all six episodes in one, so it's like a two hour long movie kind of. Or you can just, uh yeah, just send me like that dude's like Facebook channel or something. I don't, I yeah, I can just find it, but. Uh, so currently right now I'm watching Mobile Suit Gundam Zeon or Zeta, uh, which is the direct sequel to the 1979 show. It's like the next Gundam thing they made. I'm not going to talk about that a ton, but basically Armuro, the lead hero from the first series is in this. Oh. And the first thing you see of him, he's a vegetable because he's like so PTSD ridden. <laughs> How old is he at that point? Like 20. So five years later. Yeah. It's like five, five to eight years later. And it's like. Oh, God damn. Like, this poor kid. So, but I do know he has a bigger role in the show later on, so he snaps out of it. But it's ah. like, oh, buddy. I get it. Like, I understand. Like, oof. So, yes, that's that's Gundam. That's my overview. I hope I convinced some of you to want to watch Gundam. Did I convince you to watch Gundam, Chuck? Uh, I'm going to try. Although, I don't have, like, Hulu or Crunchyroll right now. But if I do get them, I'm definitely going to... You don't gonna... have Crunchyroll? No, I still have Funimation, but they never shut it down. <laughs> it might be on Funimation. I'll have to look. I bet I bet original mobile suits on Funimation. Still. You know, I can actually check right now. But if you did have the means to, would you would you be interested in watching mobile suits? Yes. Awesome. It sounds amazing and horrifying at the same time. It it's it's devastatingly beautiful. That's how I've been describing it. And then also, I the fun hobby of building Gunpla, which stands for Gundam Plastic Models. So the plastic models I've been putting together, that's a ton of fun. It's really zen. You take like three hours to build a thing, and then like you feel accomplished afterwards. It's like, oh, hey, I built this thing. It's like a cool toy that moves. There are seven different mobile suit animations on Funimation. Okay. Is that the first one? Uh, Yes, that is the very first one. Nice. All right. So, yeah. And is that one at the bottom, the prequel? Yes. Cool. So I'm good to go. Um, I would suggest watching the dub. Of anything Gundam you can watch, watch the dub because the dubs are actually very good. Okay. Like, they're just very good. Like, so yeah. So if you want to watch the full timeline, there's a few others you can watch, but they're hard to find. I haven't been able to find them without doing a little Pirate Bay, and I don't really want to do it with my computer. I probably won't bother, so I'll just watch what's on Funimation. There's seven different things here. I'll ask you the best order to watch those in, yeah. and I'll go from there. Okay. Perfect. So similar people could do that. There's another one that I want to watch, but it's hard to find. It's called uh, Thunderbolts. And it's basically like I the brief overview is it's in space and there's this wicked ass awesome Gundam that's like terrorizing this small base of Zeon. Is it one of the ones we saw in the game? No, that one's not actually in the game. Because hmm. he has four shields, he has like big ass. Oh, that would just be impossible. Yeah, to kill so in he has game. huge like the mobile, like the main mobile suit Gundam that we see has a shield. This Gundam has four shields on oh, on his arms and forearms that. and legs. It's nuts. So basically, that Gundam, that that Earth Federation is like terrorizing this small group fortress in space of Zeon, and like they're scrubs, like they're like the B team, and they're like we just have to hold this place until the end of the war. Because, like, a strategic location, but they don't have, like, anything. Like, they're shitty. Zakus are shit. So, basically, like, the Gundam is, like, the angel of death for these poor soldiers. <laughs> so, it's, like, one of the few ones where it's, like, perspective. It's, like, yeah, the we th- see the Gundam as a good guy, but he, they're the angel of death for these poor guys just trying to make it to the end of the war. Right. So, it's interesting how, like, just different perspectives, you see a totally different side of the war. Yeah, and so... The ones that you said today all basically happen around the same time period, but at different points in the war. Yes. 
almost everything I said besides Zeta take place in the one year war. Zeta takes okay. place about five years after the war. So I'll definitely need to know the time in order to watch those in. Then. Yes, I'll tell you. Yeah. So uh, Origin, Mobile Suit, and then Eighth Team Mobile Suit, War in the Pocket. That's the order. Um, and then once you get a little farther down, there's the movie that ends the whole universal timeline, which is called Char's Counterattack. And it takes place like 30 years after that. And mm. it's supposed it's a movie. It's supposed to be really good. Also, Char lives for another 30 years. Yes. I'm waiting to watch it because I want to watch some more stuff in the timeline. But that's like one of the last things in it. And then there's Unicorn, which is going on right now. It's airing right now. I know and, that one's in the game. And that one is in the timeline of the Universal Century. That's like 40, 50, 60 years later. Ooh, so like way down the line. Yeah, it's like way down the line. And I guess the main character is like a reincarnation of Char. That's what I've, I've seen, just like little bits I've seen. I'll so, struggle with that a little bit. I'm assuming I think you'll clone. get, once you get there. So when you say reincarnation, do you mean like they cloned him and grew up the clone or someone? I was, don't know. Okay. I don't know. Just depending on how weird they got about that, that one might perturb me a little bit. That's the very last one on the timeline. So you might fall in love and still want to watch it. Okay. So don't worry about that. That's way down the timeline. So Watch Origin, Mobile Suit, and then you can find 8th eighth, eighth Mobile Suit somewhere too probably. Okay. So, that's been Gundam. If you're still listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been in my brain for like three months. I'm glad just, to help you get it out. Yes, I'm just hyperfixating on Gundam so much. It's such a good show. Yeah, you're gonna make me watch it just so you can talk to me about I, it. Now. Well, so my our, my buddy Joey, our buddy Joey, who introduced me to Gundam, is like, yeah, all about Gundam. I now know more about Gundam than him. He <laughs> loves Gundam. But, like, he watches, like, the spin-off universe. He watches, like, Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is very good, but it's a multiverse thing. He also watched, like, G-Gun, which is a multiverse. He doesn't know much about the Universal Timeline series. I am, like... So the student has surpassed the I have surpassed him in knowledge, and I can't talk to him about it. And then we have a friend at work, Devin, who also li- watches Gundam, but he isn't... Well, he watches the spin-off universe, too. He doesn't watch Universal Century. I'll join you on the main line. So I'm like, I need to talk to it with someone, please. <laughs> I'll join you on the main train. Thank you. I appreciate it. I I might start today, actually. I plan on playing some Minecraft today. Well, you got to watch the show. You can't really, like... Dude, I don't have to really watch what I'm doing a lot in Minecraft. Okay. I'm just saying, if, you, if you're not paying attention for, like, ten minutes, you're completely lost. If I show. miss something important, I'm going to rewind. Yes, yeah, so much happens in the episodes. All right, let's end it here. I don't really have a tier list for it. So, because, like, it... If I... There's... There's no tier list. If we ever have another Gundam episode, we'll probably make one. I mean, if people like it and they want, I would love to do a deep dive on Char in the the red comment. I that's my favorite character in the whole series. Yeah. So, so if we can't decide on a monster versus monster, we can always fall back on Gundam. Well, we'll I mean, people are going to want the Godzilla stuff, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, we gotta keep later our... on. You know, if people are like, "Hey, can you do another Gundam episode?" Yes, I'll gladly do Char. I would love to do Char. Yeah. If you, if you guys want one every here and there, I'm sure Logan will be more than happy. I'll be pleased as punch. All right, uh, you can follow my TikTok. I changed my TikTok name. It's now Mingle Bro Resin. Uh, my personal Instagram is Mingle Bro Resin because I'm pushing my dice. So. Yeah, my dice are doing pretty okay. They look great, guys. Thank you. Uh, you can follow my other show, Lost Legends Tales of Third. Season 3 is all out, so binge it all. You have, like, three seasons of content to listen to. Um, I'm still about most of Season 3 behind. Yeah, because you're a bad person. Don't love me as a friend. I try. <laughs> all right, Chuck, why don't you leave us on out? lead us on out here, guy? All right, thanks again for listening to us, even though we weren't talking about our main guys in the Zillaverse. But, as always, we still want you to thank God for Godzilla.